Episode 8 of the new Outriders podcast. I am your host, Helloland. Uh, with me, as always, is my magnificent co-host, Lady Roxanne. How are you doing, Roxy? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm good. And our guest tonight is Duke Tundra of Star Wars The Old Republic. How are you doing, Tundra? I'm doing great. I'm always happy to be here. Thank you. Yay, Tundra. You've been here a number of times now. Um, if you Third get, time, I think. If you, if you get to five, you get a free Sunday. Ooh, punch card. <laughs> I think you're our favorite guest. Well, thank you. I don't know. Favorites are tough. Well, that's true. I think all of our guests are my favorite. It has, it's, I was going to say, it's been a pretty short list so far. We're only episode eight. So it's been a month since our last show. We took a, we skipped the episode on which would have been scheduled for New Year's Eve. We took that one off. Um, now we're coming up on the, the Guild Unity event in Star Wars The Old Republic, but that's looking forward. I want to look back to the last month. Um, you know, we are a gaming guild. What have you guys been doing gaming-wise over the last month? Well, in the Star Wars branch, we took the opportunity, uh, because I had a, a bit of a holiday break to schedule a few extra raids uh, over the holiday, and uh, we had some really successful runs. We... Uh, started uh, working on Tier 2 raids, which are the next level of difficulty. Um, our Guild Alliance is in full swing. The uh, Corellian League uh, has really t- taken its strides. Uh, they have some great strategies, well-organized, and uh, uh, willing uh, people to uh, fill fill our empty slots. Um, so we stayed really busy over the last, oh, it was three weeks Six raids during that three-week period, I believe. Uh, and I'm pretty successful on every one of them. I couldn't be happier. And how many how many tiers are there in the Old Republic? Uh, there, Yeah, there are four tiers currently. Um, there's only actually four zones, but each zone has two to three levels of difficulty. And uh, each tier, you know, you get a, a new set of gear, which enables you to go on to the next tier. So, currently four tiers. And you mentioned your your raid alliance with the Corellian League. Um, all I know about the Corellians is that Han Solo was Corellian. <laughs> that's, that's about as much as I know as well, unfortunately. How about you, Roxy? Did you do anything fun over the last month? Oh, yes. I mean, Christmas was wonderful. Um, Gaming-wise, I spent a lot of time in Rift, and I really grew to love that game. Um, it's very similar to WoW, that's true, but it has its differences. And now they have the, um, dimensional housing, which is awesome. I love that part. I love being able to make furniture and, and, you know, things out of things, you know. And, um, you know, the guild in Rift got a lot of things done. Uh, we're guild level, I think it's 11 now, almost to 12. Um, a lot of people are logging on, contributing to that, and um, it's been great. I've, I've also played a little WoW, and let's see, I, yeah, Guild Wars 2, I think I stuck my head in there. But mostly it's been Rift for me. 
Well, because of all the, the traveling I've had to do, I haven't been playing much in the way of MMOs. Um, leading up to the holiday, I played Star Wars a lot. Since the holiday, I think I've only logged in like once. Um, most of my time has been playing Borderlands 2, uh, first-person shooter. I actually had to buy it twice. I have it both on PC and Xbox um, to play with different sets of friends because they can't all just agree and buy PCs. Um, I don't know why. They're pretty cheap, right? They are. Yes, they are. And I think that's kind of telling that you bought two versions of the game. I did. And, you know, I convinced one of my friends to buy an Xbox many, many months ago. And we played uh, Mass Effect 3 multiplayer a lot. And, you know, right around August or so when I started coming back and doing stuff with Nor again, I sort of abandoned him over there. So I felt obligated to buy a second copy of the game for Xbox. So now I'm playing it on both, uh, enjoying it on both. It is actually a really fun game. Um, It's a first-person shooter, but the way missions and quests are set up is a lot like playing an MMO. There's a lot of go here, do that. Um, And you don't get sort of the MMO grind out of it because you're doing it all in, you know, first-person shooter, action, shotguns, that kind of thing. Um, So it's actually really fun, up to four-player co-op, both on the consoles and on PC. So that's what I've been doing. Um, Well, you'll be happy to know that um, I have access to an Xbox 360, and we're about to get an account to get on to do things like co-op. So, um, so there, yeah, I'll be on there with you. Maybe not in Borderlands 2, but um, do you have Skylander by chance? I do not. I got that game for Christmas. With the little portal of power? Yes, with the little figurines that you put on the little pad. Yeah. Apparently that game has done well enough that now Disney is making its own version called Disney Infinity. Um, The first set of toys to come out will be characters from Monsters, Inc. and Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, And you'll be able to import... You'll be able able to import them with the pads um, into, I guess, a couple different games that Disney's setting up. And they'll all have different powers, and you know your on-screen character will represent the ones you have in the real world. Um, when I first heard the concept of Skylanders, I thought this is a, a dumb way to get kids to spend a whole lot of money on figures. But uh, some people I actually really, really respect within the games industry have told me that it's actually uh, quite fun, and the way they're doing it is is really unique, and it's not just the the exploitive ripoff that I that I was led to believe originally. Well, I have to say, I haven't played a lot of it, but from what I've played, it's been a lot of fun. I've had fun doing it, um, and we plan on co-oping with some of uh, Jay's aunts who have the game. So that'll be interesting. I've never co-oped before. Yes, you have. You've played MMOs. Well, that's different. No, it's not. Running a five-man really? running a five-man dungeon is playing a co-op game. You are five people working together against the AI for a single goal. It's the same thing. Oh, well, cool! It'll so, be fun then. Yeah, just different remote control. And I plan on getting one of those like Xbox controllers for the PC because uh, my brother's got one for his PC, and it some of those games look pretty sweet that way. 
Yes, and you know now with like Steam Big Picture mode, you can hook your PC to your TV, and it's got a proper like ten foot UI like a console would have. You get the console controller out, and you're playing you know the same games that you'd play on a console, but they look a whole lot better because you're rendering them from your PC. So you know that's something interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other big news over the last month, and it's something that Roxy can't stop talking about, is The Hobbit. Oh yeah, The Hobbit. So I you, so it. you. Yes, I loved it. I've never. Well, let me take that back. I'm, I've started to read the book for the first time, um, and it's interesting. I never read uh, the Lord of the Rings books. Never read those before. I love the movies, and I really enjoyed The Hobbit. Um, you know, so for me, I, you know, I know it's one book that they're making into three movies, but um, for me, as a moviegoer, it's just, you know, it's it's fantastic. I mean, what do you guys think? Did you see it? I saw it. I mean, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, there, there are a few scenes that I didn't feel transitioned well. They came off just a little too kitty. I mean, the, in the book it was okay, but uh, on the film I, I could have probably enjoyed a couple different scenes. But overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked, and it was, I don't know, if it was it was subtle and in your face at the same time. Um, the the fight scenes, for the most part, were, I mean, they still had you know your action packed fight scenes like they did in Lord of the Rings, but because the Hobbit was written as a children's book, there was a lot more slapstick going on in the background of the fight scenes, um, especially when they're escaping from Goblin Town, um, you know, towards the the end of the film. You know, there's, like, dwarves, like, tripping over each other, and, you know, when they do, you know, their axe still embeds itself in the goblin on the other side. And, you know, there's just... I thought that on, on a whole like that, the movie captured the spirit of the book really well because unlike the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit was written originally as a children's book and it is it is not really? so, it's not so serious, it's more fantastical. I did not know that. I thought they were written like the Hobbit was written first and then the Lord of the Rings trilogy was written later. The Hobbit did come first and the Lord of okay. the Rings did come after, but um the Hobbit when Tolkien wrote those books, he put himself in sort of a, a weird mindset. He he imagined because he he's famously or not he's the one who translated Beowulf to English, so the rest of us could read it. Really, I did not know that. But he didn't write it, so he doesn't. I mean, all he did is translate it. Um, right. But so he when he wrote the, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, he took on the perspective of he was translating it from the original text. Um, which is kind of a, a liter- literary device, especially at the time. So the Lord of the Rings is written as if he translated it from the text written by an elf who lived through it at the time. The Hobbit is written in a more whimsical, child-friendly perspective because it was translated from a Hobbit. And they, you know, they're a little more fanciful that way. So there's there's a different perspective. And after the Lord of the Rings and its incredible success, he went back and started rewriting The Hobbit with the same voice and tone he used in The Lord of the Rings. And about halfway through, his publisher told him it was terrible, and he agreed with them. Um, because it got the story down, and it it fixed some inconsistencies in the lore he created for himself, but it just it wasn't as pleasurable to read. I see. Well, I certainly did not know all of that. 
Um, a lot of the stuff that happens in the Hobbit movie um, doesn't take place in the actual book, The Hobbit. It comes from some of his unfinished tales and from the appendices that come at the end of the Lord of the Rings novels. Um, anything that happens with Gandalf when he's not with the dwarves um, is from the unfinished tales or the appendices. Uh, the stuff with Radagast, Radagast and Gandalf in The Hobbit meet for about 30 seconds, have a conversation, and that's the end of it. Um, all that other stuff is from the outside sources and brought in to kind of expand what's going on. Because when you read through The Hobbit, Gandalf just disappears a couple times. Like, okay, I'm going to go do something else, and then he comes back and he doesn't tell you what he was doing. Um, Tolkien filled that in in other works, but in the movie they just sort of integrate that all in at once, because probably because Peter Jackson didn't think people just wanted to watch the dwarves trudge through Middle-earth, and they wanted to see what Gandalf was doing. And in one of the next movies, Gandalf and the White Council, which was Saruman, um, Lady Galadriel, and Lord Elrond, um, you know, they're going to go back to that uh, dull Guldur where, you know, Radagast got attacked by the Wraith, and, you know... Hey, no spoilers. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> Seventy-year-old book. I'm all right. Um, you know, they're going to go see what was going on there, so... It's, yeah, I I actually really like the movie. I will say it was the first movie I've ever seen in 3D. Really? Uh, never yeah, I was very disappointed with the 3D myself. I wish I watched it in regular vision. I don't, I, I have an opinion on it one way or the other. I never went to 3D movies in the past because they were always like twice as expensive, if not more expensive than that compared to just the regular screening. But this was like an extra buck fifty, so I'm, I just, I did it. Um, and, for the most part, after about half an hour, I, I could basically ignore it and just, you know, go on with the movie. But there were a couple things about it I actually didn't like. Um, I hope it's not the way movies are all going to go in the future. Um, but, you know, well, if you don't like the 3D, you can always just close one eye. Well, I think it's going that way. I mean, my goodness, over the past, what, couple years, there's been a ton of 3D movies that has come out, and I don't think they all merit a 3D, you know, format. Yeah, yeah, they need, they still haven't gotten, I mean, a lot of people will cite Avatar, but... I hated that The technical achievement, it may be great, but that movie sucked. It did suck. Story perspective, that movie was just nonsensical. The mineral they were going after was unobtainium, come on. That sounds like something you write in your 8th grade creative writing class. Unobtainium? Seriously? Um, so in my opinion, 3D movies still haven't gotten like their killer app yet. You know, the Citizen Kane of 3D movies. So, you know, once that happens, there may be some value in it, but I could have done without it. Um, I didn't actively dislike it, but I don't think it added anything to my experience. Yeah, um, I think I'd like to see it in... Uh a more traditional format too. Um, you know, I really like the movie. I will have to say though, the uh, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Ring trilogy was better to me. I don't know, but I did like it. And see, the Lord of the Rings, my wife and I watch as a marathon um, every year, one day between Christmas and New Year's. In one day, we pack in all three extended editions. Um, oh, that's awesome. It's like 12 and a half or 13 hours or something. Um, so we pack those all in and eat takeout Chinese food. So we did that. Uh, like two days later, we went to The Hobbit. You should you should invite us. We'd come over, wouldn't we, Tundra? Oh, definitely. I, I could sit through them all e- easily. 
Well, Especially with Chinese food. Yeah, we'll have to do that next year then. Um, do you guys have anything from the last month you'd like to talk about? Uh, nothing too exciting for me, aside from a little bit of extra gaming. Well, I will have to mention, <clears throat> if um, anyone that follows college football knows that my team, my boys, won their 15th national championship. Yay, Roll Tide! They're second in a row. Yes, they're second in a row, and they're third in the last four years. So, you know, I don't know about the upcoming football season, but it should be interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they're all cheaters. Um, they are not cheaters. Transition to Roxy's world where we let Roxy rant. Is there anything you wanted to talk about this week? Yes, there is, actually. Um, you know, with the start of the new year, many people make... New Year's resolutions. I know I've made some personal resolutions, um, you know, and whether it's your resolution is to get in shape, stop smoking or whatever, um, the prospect of a brand new start appeals to just about everyone. And with that in mind, um, this year I decided to make one for myself that was dedicated to the, to our guild, to NOR. Um and I decided that I'm going to commit myself to NOR by becoming a better officer, a better member, and a better friend. Um, you know, it's easy to become complacent with anything, even with the games that you play and the people that you play them with. I think um, I played WoW probably a year longer than I normally would have just because I was complacent in, with my gaming. Um, you know, in this next year, in 2013, I'm going to try my best to be better, not just for me, but for my friends and my fellow guildmates. So, if anyone would like to join me, there are a ton of things you can do. Just being around in-game and helping others is, is a big boost, not just to you, not just to the people that you're helping, but to your officers as well. You know, it really, um, you know represents the the spirit of what our guild is about um making your presence known on on the boards and helping your officers are all steps in the right direction so you know if anyone wants to join me i would love that and we can make um i mean last year we had a great year for our guild and the next one this coming year is just going to be the best one ever so Come along, Tal, and join me in that. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I did decide a couple days before Christmas to stop chewing my nails. Well, that's... Uh, it's not going to help Nora anymore, Eddie, at all, but it's going to make me, you know, a slightly better person. Maybe it'll improve your typing skills when you're chatting and typing up on those <laughs> forums. Do yeah. I, do I have typing problems? Maybe you will now. You know, we'll see. I, I, I tell you, I hate it, and I have to clip my nails like every day because I hate them being any length at all. As far as being a better officer goes, I I do have plans on you know coming back to the active officer ranks at in Nor at some point, um, but I'm waiting for a very specific game to come out before that happens. Well, because no. I can't. I want to dedicate myself to the guild like I should and. 
Um, none of the games that we're playing right now capture me in that way. I'm fine playing them and, you know, grouping with people and helping people out whenever they need it. But in terms of, um, being an officer like I think I should be an officer, I have to, I have to wait for the right game to come along. Well, I understand that totally, um, Tallow. I mean, if you're not having fun and you're not, you just can't commit yourself. You know what I mean? Yep. You've got to enjoy what you're doing. All right. Is that it for Roxy's World? Yeah, I think that's it. I just wanted to talk about resolutions and so your, beginnings. Your resolution is to be more like Tundra. Yes. <laughs> if only I could be just like Tundra. Oh, yes. It's, it's a great life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving into news from the realms. Uh, we'll start with Roxy this week. Yes. I'd like to talk just a second about Dungeons and Dragons Online. Um, Turbine has released a beta client for the Mac computer, which is very exciting. Um, you know, you can, if you have a Mac and you want to give it a try, just go to their website and download it and, um, you know, get in the game. There's a lot of really cool people that play Dungeons and Dragons Online in Nor and, uh, I'm sure they would love to see, you know, see you there. I wonder why it took them six years to make a Mac client. I know. I know. That sounds kind of crazy, doesn't it? It does. It's not like, it's not like Macs are new. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's better now if you have a Mac. I think there's a lot more software available to you when it comes out. The software comes out. But yeah, I, I was questioning that myself when I first read that. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticize them for doing it. I'd like to. See, no. I'd like to see a Linux client personally, but um, you know, Mac's better than nothing. Yep. Moving on to Lord of the Rings Online. Uh, a few days before Christmas, the the Lord of the Rings team at Turbine did a big dev chat. Uh, they discussed mounted combat, uh, new creep appearances, which are going to update ten or eleven for those of you that like to play in monster mode. Uh, the Moria revamp and more. Uh, there's a link on Massively, and I'll have it included on the post for this podcast, where you can read that whole dev chat. It's fairly long, so I didn't want to just read it here. Uh, no news for the last month for EverQuest 2. Sony was absurdly quiet, uh, probably letting everybody soak in Planet Side 2, their newest game. Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Characters are available on the, uh, character slots are available on the cartel market for 600 coins, um, which is, compared to other free-to-play games, extremely cheap. Um, and I think it goes a decent way towards offsetting the cost of of rating in in Star Wars, uh, whereas certain other games you can't get in certain content at all. But once you get it, once you buy it, you can get it in it as much as you want. With Star Wars, you have to resubscribe to, or rebuy the rating every week that you're going to do it. So having cheaper character slots available, I think, offsets that sets that a little bit. Um, subscribers get 12 characters per server by default. Preferred users get six. Preferred users are anybody that's paid. Um, Bioware at some point in the past, and free-to-play users get two. So um, buying anything bumps you up from free-to-play to to preferred. I'm preferred now between six character slots and the fact that they gave you four action bars for free. I'm actually going to – I actually canceled my subscription, so I'm going to go and be a free-to-play scum for a while and see how that goes. Um, The only game I've really given a a real shot in free-to-play is DDO, so I'd like to see how how it goes with Star Wars. 
Also for Star Wars, they announced some new content in the upcoming 1.7. Um, Tundra, can you give us any details on that? Uh, yeah, and of course they announced uh, the details of 1.7 just a couple hours after we sent out the newsletter where I said, hey, we don't really know anything about 1.7, but it's coming. <laughs> but they uh, elaborated, elaborated a little bit uh, later that day, um, and uh, it's definitely going to be the Elum uh, level 50 planet area uh, that when the game launched, it was a big PvP section, but it was done horribly. So they took out that PvP section and it just came kind of an empty no man's land. Uh, so they're uh, bringing back a, a new recurring. Um, let's see how how is it put here. Basically, some sort of recurring event that you'll be able to do for, you know, several weeks, not just a small, short um, event, but a longer recurring one. So that's going to be cool. Uh, it's supposed to be some PvP oriented as well. Um, they also are launching a new galactic reputation system, which is a, a faction system where as you do different quests for different uh, um, different factions like Sith or the Fleet or the Voss planet. So as you do these different uh, factions, you'll get um, points, and then the points allow you to get neat items or uh, titles. They haven't really detailed what you'll be able to get with your, uh, your faction. But uh, new content's always good. Uh, some new quests, new boss to kill. In this new uh, zone. Well, you know, if I was to look at all the other features in other MMOs and tell you what Star Wars was missing, my definite answer would have been a rep grind. See, my big thing uh, that it's missing is, like, guild leveling. Um, You know, and and the whole capital ships they talked about during launch and and we haven't seen yet. Um, I never even really thought about the uh, reputation grind until, until now. Yeah, they, I mean, they sort of had it with social levels. That's sort of a reputation deal, and actually, so is legacy. But that's like reputation with yourself. Um, it actually is. It is. It's self reputation. But yeah, well, they, they already. I think rep having rep is a good way to encourage players to do specific content. Um, you know, a lot of people will complain about the grindy nature of gaining rep, um, but. It's never it's never failed to drive people towards doing specific content, and when you're launching new content, I think that can be good. Well, they've already had the uh, the planet uh, accommodations, uh, and you get gear. So I'm not really sure how how different this is going to be from planet comms to reputation. It is true, and I always, whenever I leave a planet while I'm leveling, I I go spend all my commendations. Um, yeah, highly a, recommend those purple artifact boxes. Yeah, get the get the gear on the way out. The purple artifact boxes, you say? I should start looking in those too. Yeah, because uh, you can buy you know individual modifications, um, but you know you out level your gear so quickly. I find that getting the the purple ar- artifact boxes boxes give you a nice item that you can resell or use. Awesome. All right, moving on from Star Wars to Guild Wars 2. I believe Roxy has something there. I do. Um, 
And it's interesting because, um, well, you'll see as, as I give you this and some stuff on Riff. But ArenaNet, the makers of Guild Wars 2, um, ended up perma-banning, perma-banning a number of players um, who exploited a specific part of the Winner's Day event. And I won't go into the exploit, but, um, you know, they caught these players doing it and they just permabanned them. Um, in addition, the game director, Colin Johans, said that the January update will be a lot smaller, which makes sense because they've had, um, you know, a couple of holiday things going on and that kept the players busy. Um, but they also said that they'll get back into the big monthly updates in February or March. And March, I'm sorry, excuse me. And that brings me to Rift. Okay, as I said, ArenaNet permabanned some players because of exploitations. Uh, Rift, Trion World, who make Rift, um, announced, made an announcement that they had had several botting issues over its holiday events which led them to ban several thousand accounts as well, accounts as well. And, um, you know, because of their banning, what ended up happening is it messed up, um, you know, people's accounts. So, like, I logged in that day that they put that patch and made that announcement. And when I logged in, I logged in under a trial account. So I couldn't get anything done, um, you know, because I had a, a regular account, but because it was now marked as trial, I couldn't whisper anybody or anything like that. And upon looking at the uh, forums, apparently when they um, took care of all of these other accounts, it, it messed up everybody because everybody was having problems. So, you know, I think it's a good thing that, um, you know, these game makers are monitoring things like this because, when you have people that are exploiting um, or using bots, I mean, that really messes up the game's economy. You know what I mean? Um, so I am definitely glad that they, that these companies took these steps and permabanned members. And, you know, um, even though it might have cost them some money, I'm glad that they did it. So, you know, from all of those people that have been banned, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, it's something we should mention. The exploit in Guild Wars 2, and I'm not going to go into the details of how you accomplished it, mm-hmm. was not complicated. Any player could have done this without adding any extra software or anything to their system. It was essentially a bug. Mm-hmm. If you see something happen in a game that is obviously a bug, and you use that to your advantage, you will likely get banned. Blizzard used to take flack for doing this to people. They don't anymore. This is pretty much standard practice in the genre now. If you come across something that's a bug, but it's obviously a bug, and you take advantage of it, you will get banned. It's not something you should be doing just as a gamer in general, but it's definitely not something you should be doing as an OR member. Um, right. We don't and, We do not do that. We don't cheat. We don't exploit. So. Right. You know. And I think I think the majority of our players would never do that, but... You know, I know some of our younger players, they might discover this and um, think, oh, wow, look how cool this game is. It lets you do this, you know. And I've been with a younger member who show, showed me an exploit in um, Stormwind. 
city and wow. And, um, you know, I had to tell him, well, we don't do this because, you know, this is not how the game was meant to be played, you know. Yep, and, you know, just because it's a bug on the game developer's fault doesn't mean they won't punish you for using it, so. Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, that's, you know, younger members, that's just something they don't think about. They think, oh, oh. Blizzard screwed this up or ArenaNet screwed this up, so I'm free to do with it what I please. You're yeah. not. You're not. It's in the terms of service that you click every time the game ups. Um, you got to really watch that, so you know, be careful. Don't be don't be one of those people that gets banned. Right, right, because we don't want to lose you, you know. And I imagine if you're banned, it's not going to be that easy to just get another account in your name, you know. Well, on a free to play game, you can, but other games, it's not so easy. Moving on to World of Warcraft, uh, the first set of patch notes for patch 5.2, The Thunder King Rises, uh, are up on the forums. This will introduce the next raid tier, Isle of the Thunder King, which includes 13 bosses, uh, making it the size of Alduar, which was um, WoW's largest raid. It'll also include two world bosses, um, so in terms of raid content, this is actually the biggest update Blizzard has ever done. And um, it will introduce two more uh, daily quest hubs continuing like they did in 5.1, where the Horde and Alliance can continue killing each other like the asshats that they are. A <laughs> um, couple story advances coming in this one uh, for players that played through 5.1. Um, in 5.1, one of the scenarios, um, Jaina Proudmore, who used to run Theramore for the Alliance, is now the head of the Kirin Tor, the mages of Dalaran. Um, the Horde faction in Dalaran, the, the Sun Reavers, were using Dalaran and their magical gates as a way to move Horde troops around in the war effort. Um, when Jaina and the Kirin Tor found out about that, they started imprisoning Sun Reavers. Um, so some civil war came to Dalaran, and you had to fight through that in the 5.1 scenarios in one of them. Um, in 5.2, uh, the Kirin Tor of Dalaran are members of the Alliance, and the Alliance quest hub in that one will be, will be run by Jaina Proudmoore. Um, the Horde Quest hub in that one will be run by Lorthamar Theron, the, the faction leader for the Blood Elves, um, leading it on behalf of the Sun Reavers. So um, lots of lore continuation happening with the war effort in WoW. Um, also coming with that patch, I don't know if it'll be in the patch or just some files added. Uh, data miners who plow through all of the, the updates that go to the public test realms found two new battleground maps in the download. Um, first is called Gold Rush, Gold Rush, and the second is Defense of the Ale House. Um, we don't know if they'll go in 5.2. If Blizzard completes a landmass, um, the map for a landmass, but they don't have the, the actual gameplay ready for it yet, they'll put the landmass in a patch so that they don't have to have people download it later. Um, just lets you download a little earlier. Uh, we don't have a lot of details on Gold Rush, but Defense of the Ale House... Um, actually, we do have some details on that battleground. It will be a new type of gameplay for a WoW battleground map. Um, uh, anybody familiar with the, the Defense of the Ancients mod for Warcraft 3, which created the the MOBA genre, genre um, that's currently dominated by League of Legends and Dota 2 from Valve, um, Defense of the Alehouse is that style gameplay set in WoW. So there will be AI-controlled creeps that sort of assault enemy towers, um, while the PvP players sort of get behind them and take each other on. Um, it should be, it should be fun. Um, based on the map I've seen, it should be, it should be easy for people to pick up, but it will be an entirely new set of gameplay rules for, for wall players when it comes to PvP, so that should be fun. That sounds fun. 
I like that the the name is basically a pun, Defense of the Alehouse, since mm. that genre, League of Legends, uh, was created by the Defense of the Ancients mod for Warcraft 3. Um, Blizzard and Valve were fighting over the name of Defense of the Ancients, Dota, earlier last summer. Um, Blizzard technically, you know, owned it from the Warcraft 3 mod, but the person who created that mod currently works at Valve and is leading development on Dota 2. So both companies were in trademark court fighting over the name Dota 2. Um, Valve won the lawsuit. The the court decided that the original creator owned the name, uh, not Blizzard, so Blizzard can't use it anymore. And uh, just as wow. just as a little a little nudge in the in the ribs, they're calling it Defense of the Alehouse in WoW. So I thought that I love that. I thought that was kind of funny. That, so, I love that. So there's that. Um, I'm surprised Blizzard lost. Well, it's kind of hard to claim ownership of a mod for your game when you didn't create the mod. Mm, I mean, the mod would never have existed without Warcraft 3, that's true. But, I mean, the guy still made it himself, and he works right. at Valve now, so... You know, Blizzard is going to call their upcoming um, MOBA game, I think it's Blizzard All-Stars. Um, it'll have characters from WoW and StarCraft and, you know, Diablo fighting in those League of Legends-style maps and arenas. Oh, cool. Uh, moving on to some future games, Elder Scrolls Online. They had a, Bethesda had a pretty quiet holiday. Um, we've posted some stuff in the forums. I just posted an update today, in fact, um, from 10 Ton Hammer, the MMO site, on five things you should know about the Elder Scrolls Online. Um, none of it was news to me, but it might be news to you, so check that out. Um, Neverwinter. Uh, this is a big one. Uh, another class has been unveiled, the Great Weapon Fighter. This is a plate-wearing warrior class that wields giant two-handed weapons uh, to smash people's faces in. Um, Tundra posted uh, a thread on the forum uh, giving a list of names um, of people who've signed up for the Alpha and Beta and who plan on playing that game. Um, Tundra, did you want to talk about Neverwinter at all? Uh, yeah, I'd love to. I- I'm going to throw my full support into uh, any officers that uh, do plan on playing there. Uh, and help set stuff up because I am very excited about this game. So I'm going to follow it pretty closely. And uh, I think that Xbox controller I mentioned earlier is going to work great for this game based off the videos and stuff I, I've watched. Because um, of the way the movement works, it's so much different than uh, you know Star Wars and, and things. And I think it's going to play better on a controller than uh, a mouse and keypad. But we will see. Um, but uh, I do believe Alpha started today. Uh, they had a, a, I don't know, a, I wouldn't call it a contest, but they opened up their forums this week. And if you logged in and stated which class that you're looking forward to playing, uh, you would be entered in a chance to uh, start in Alpha. And they announced that today at noon. Unfortunately, I did not have a private message waiting for me when I logged in. So uh, I'm not in first round. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll do it all week long. Who knows? Has but anyone? I, I'm sorry. Oh no, um, no one in game in the in the guild that I have heard is in it yet. But uh, mm. but hopefully beta will be here soon, and I'm pretty sure I got into beta. But won't know until we get that that email in the mail. Yep, and you know, like, did they say they're building it with controller support in mind? I have not read it, but 
because I sure hope so. When when Terra came out last summer, that one was actually built with controller support in mind, and having played that, it was much better with an Xbox gamepad than it was with a keyboard and mouse. Um, the only thing that gets weird about that is if you want to talk to people, you have to put down your gamepad and grab your computer, um, your keyboard, and go from there. Um, unless you want to type it all out with your gamepad on like a virtual keyboard, oh, wow. that's horrible. Um, no, that's not gonna happen. So nobody will do that. <laughs> So, I don't mind playing with the keyboard in my lap and the controller in my well, hand. The, the the real option would be for everybody to get on TeamSpeak. Absolutely. Just bind your push to talk to your gamepad somewhere and go from there. TeamSpeak's just awesome. I love it. Voicebot is awesome in general. Yeah. And those that haven't actually got to see any of the graphics and stuff yet, I did post some pretty high-resolution sweet pictures on the boards uh, yesterday. Uh, and there's some videos and stuff that uh, Tallow and I have put up throughout the last oh month or so uh, on the boards also. Yeah, the screenshots that Tundra posted are very, very pretty. Um, it's a very, very pretty-looking game. Ooh, yeah. All right, and now the reason we're all actually here tonight, uh, the Guild Unity event coming up in Star Wars The Old Republic, starting on Friday and running through Sunday night. Um, that's why we brought Tundra in. He is the expert. Uh, what are your plans for this weekend, Tundra? Well, this is, uh, of course, the, the second glue event, the last one uh, this past November and uh, DDO, uh, which was, uh, I think, a great success, so I'm happy, or I'm hoping to uh, repeat that and maybe even double the turnout. Uh, I feel we've really uh, let everyone know this time, and uh, since this is the second one, they, they kind of know what they expect. Um, so uh, myself, I won't be online till probably 7 or, or so Friday evening, but everyone you know, feel free to log in the afternoon or, or evening. But that uh, first night, um, I'm sure we'll – my officers and us will be on TeamSpeak, um, helping people, you know, create, you know, characters and deciding what class will will work well for them. Um, there are two starter planets uh, for the Republic side. Um, this um, glue event uh, will focus on the Republic side. I'm hoping maybe in the future, if we have a, a second one hosted by Star Wars, we'll do it on the Sis side. But uh, everyone will probably be concentrated on those. Two intro planets uh, that first night. I know we've had some early visitors that have already got one of their characters up to level 10, and they're off the starter planet. Um, so I'm sure we'll have a, a large variety of levels throughout the weekend. Uh, but that first night, uh, we'll group up, do some of the heroic quests, and uh, get people off the, the starter planets. Uh, then Saturday... I uh, foresee a lot more people on during the daytime hours in the evening, so we'll have a little bit of more of the same, um, and then start working on maybe some flashpoints and world bosses. Uh, I do have to point out, though, I'm sure most people will be free to play, and you're limited to only three flashpoints a week. Um, so definitely use all three of those up, but you may not want to use them all at once. Uh, well, if you play I, have, I have a question about that. Um, with the flashpoints, isn't it only that you can only get loot from three a week? Uh, I'm not positive. I, I uh, want to say that's how I read it, that with flashpoints, unlike the raids, the flashpoints, you can do as many as you want if you want to run them with your friends or whatever, but you only get loot from three of them. 
Um, well, we will definitely have to test that out. Cause yes. I was worried that a lot of people will get to play their three and not get to zone in on anymore. Because if, if you're only playing for the weekend anyway, loot's not going to matter too terribly much unless you uh, want to stick around and hang out with us after the weekend. Right. And, yeah, the... Well, it's it's sort of interesting in Star Wars that first flashpoint that you're introduced to is the Esselus, and that is long. Um, it is heavy in story. I've only, I've only done two at this point. I've done the Esselus and Hammer Station, and where Hammer Station had like like no conversations the whole way through, the Esselus is like you know every room you get into, it's time for another chat. It's very true, and. and and Essels is the, really the only one that does that. Like even at level 50, people do uh, social grinds and run this, you know, level 10 zone at level 50 just so they could do all those conversations because you get social points and people like to grind those point systems. Wow. So did you? I mean, I know you'd like to, you know, hopefully by the end of the weekend. Um, I know there's a world boss on Coruscant that's like a giant droid, I believe. Um, that's correct um, did you have specific goals in terms of you know progression for the weekend or are you more focused on just making sure everybody has fun uh, just more have fun um, nothing like no actual time uh, times planned for anything uh, just kind of basing things off where people will be level wise um, and I, I doubt anyone's going to make it you know to level 15 or 20 that weekend. Um, but, you know, I have characters at all level ranges and, and many of uh, the everyday members do as well. So if we do get some over eager, over eager, uh, players, I'm sure somebody would be more than happy to take them into some of the uh, higher level flashpoints, you know, the level 15 and 20 lens. Uh, I have a question, Tundra. Uh, I still have my husband and I still have our accounts, and uh, but my higher level characters on the are on the Sith side. Are will there be any things planned for that for the Sith box? Sith, Ugh, can't talk. Um, nothing planned. Uh, if we get around to having a second uh, Guild Unity event, I definitely got to focus it 100% on the Sith side. Um, okay. But we do have. Uh, a few new players that uh, have expressed some interest uh, doing Sith. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we all do have characters over there, but I, I figured we'd focus as many people okay. in one area as possible uh, since these are all kind of a, a reunion thing. So I didn't want to have everyone split into two two locations. Right. right. Well, I'll definitely be there. I'm not sure if uh, Ziff will be able to, to join us because he has schoolwork this weekend, but um, I'll yeah. be there. I haven't seen him on the uh, recently played uh, login yeah. for a while. I keep an eye yeah. on him. Yeah, he's been uh, hard at work um, trying to finish his degree up. So, yeah, he's he can't game as much as he, he would like. I understand that. Yes. <laughs> okay, now since you're the man in charge... Um, how much time do you spend, plan on spending online over the weekend? Uh, over the weekend, uh, I, I sent the, uh, the five-year-old to, to grandma's house, uh, so I, I should be on quite a bit. Uh, I don't have to work uh, except for Friday afternoon. Um, my wife's calling it a weekend bender. Um, I don't know how much <laughs> drinking I'll be doing, but I'm sure 
<laughs> there were a lot of a lot of gaming. Is she going to join us? Uh, she will not be. Uh, those in Teamspeak may hear her in the background occasionally, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, she uh, does not. She she's on her final semester of her bachelor degree, and way too many 400 level classes for any gaming for her. Okay, that's disappointing. So, so are you? Do you want to encourage people to get into Teamspeak? Teamspeak. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, oh, on the boards I, I did uh, post how to get a hold of us, and, and one of those is we'll uh, have many people in Teamspeak. That definitely makes the educational process easier if, if people have questions on how to do something or why this does that and how do I get here, because typing that can be uh, a bit, bit tricky sometimes. Uh, also, when you get in-game, um, players cannot uh, send whispers if you're on free-to-play, which is like a tell. So TeamSpeak will be very uh, good in order um, to get a hold of us. But also you'll want to join our NOR chat channel, which is a forward slash C join, C-J-O-I-N, NOR. And uh, when you get added to that chat channel, uh, should pop up on our screen showing you're online, and then we can send you a tell and send you a, an invite. All right, that answers a couple of the questions I was just about to ask. Um, for people who haven't played The Old Republic before, what should they know before before that first login or like on that first login? Um, yeah, just kind of you know what class you want to play: uh, a DPS, heals. Um, tank. I mean, you, you won't get really a lot of that until you know later levels. Uh, the first, you know, 15 levels, everybody can pretty much do do damage, uh, with the exception of the the healer having heals and the other people not having heals. All right. I have a question. I have a question before we move on. Um, Tyler, you and I had talked about this, I think, before the show about how cheap the coins were. Um, that you could purchase. Um, how cheap are they? I mean, can you purchase like 600 coins and be granted access to all of the game? Not all that of the game. that makes sense? If you buy 600 coins and then spend them on like a character slot, I believe you would be upgraded from free-to-play to preferred. Right, so... But to get access to everything, your best mm-hmm. bet would just be to pay $15 a month. Um, right, or the lower rate for subscribing to more. Um, coins are not... I haven't bought coins yet. I've just been getting them as part of my subscription. But as I mentioned right. earlier, I finally canceled that. Um, they're not expensive if you... I mean, it's it's kind of hard to quantify because you take your dollars and you turn them into coins, then you turn your coins into stuff. Um, so the dollar value of a new character slot in the Old Republic is less than the dollar value of a new character slot in Dungeons and Dragons or EverQuest, if that right. makes sense. So, but then, yeah, other, the, the, then there's some other things that are that end up being more expensive. But you don't. That's not anything you'd have to worry about in the glue. Um, that's right. all mostly endgame stuff. Okay. Well, I just thought if it was a few dollars more, you know, and you could be a preferred player. Wouldn't that enable you to do tales and whispers and things like that? No? I do know the lowest 
you could buy a five dollar card, which will, you know, of course, put you into preferred. Um, I'd have to pull up the chart of differences. Okay. Well, I was just curious, you know, um, because I know it's frustrating when you can't whisper someone, you know. Well, TeamSpeak will solve that for everybody. Well, that's true. Um, that's true. What's the the group size in Star Wars? Uh, the group size is four. Uh, traditionally, uh, two DPS, a tank, and a healer. Um, then there's the operation sizes, which are eight or sixteen. For world bosses, we can actually cram. Uh, I want to say twenty-four people uh, together. And I'm curious on. As we explore a planet like Coruscant or the starter planets, if we could go ahead and do a, a large 24, you know, person group as people go around questing, um, I'm not 100% sure how that works, uh, but I know zones are going to be just four people. Okay, for and then, and then, um, you know, you mentioned some heroic quests. Heroic quests are always labeled as heroic two and heroic four. I assume that means it's designed for two people or it's designed for four people. Uh, that's correct. But even the heroic twos, um, you know, they are designed for two people and then two companions, but four regular players make it even easier. But if there's only three of you, you could still group together and then somebody will um, spawn one of their companions to fill that fourth spot. Awesome. Um and you answered my you, you inadvertently answered my question about the world boss. You said you think we can cram twenty four into a group. Um, that would be fun. Have you killed that Coruscant world boss with an appropriate level character before? Uh, I have. Uh, it, it takes a lot. It probably takes the full twenty four if everybody is appropriate level. We usually have a, a high level tank, uh, and then a bunch of low level TPS and healers. Uh, just so it doesn't get out of control. Because even with a high-level tank, it's still a good you know, five to ten-minute uh, battle. Now, when you say high-level tank, do you mean level 50, or would my level 30 guardian do? A level 30 guardian would be perfect. Oh, uh, I mean, even 50 would be fine, but uh, 30 will make a good challenge, and uh, we've had very few deaths, I think. I'm not volunteering, but... I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh but yeah, and we'll we'll probably uh do some uh, some global chats to to fill up the the boss uh kills. That way we can uh get our reputation out there on the server uh and, and be sure we have enough players to, to take it down. Now what kind of chatter have you been hearing from your members leading up to the event? Uh a lot of them are pretty excited, you know, because... We had some some slow times uh, recently, so it would be good to to have a lot of people in there. Um, we do have a lot of recruits and and people that didn't attend the uh, the DDO one, so they're looking forward to to having visitors. Um, but uh, everything positive so far. No one's uh, no weren't looking forward. Yeah, I know the uh, the the newsletter goes out to a lot of people. Um, but the forums really aren't all that active. I would say there's probably ten people on the forum who are like truly active on the forum. Um, have you, you know, to combat that, have you popped into any other branches and said, "Hey, don't forget about the Guild Unity event coming up this weekend"? Uh, I have not. Um, yeah, I don't have very many evening hours uh, to play. 
Uh, I just get the the one night dedicated to, to raiding on on Tuesday, so um, I have not had a chance to to pop into anyone else's uh, games to let them know. I, I think that would be a great task for for you, Tallow, the <laughs> the Ronin, the the man with no home. To uh, well, I was I was actually planning tomorrow night um, to take you know, just like an hour and pop through. You know, WoW, DDO, Lord of the Rings, Guild Wars, uh, everything except Rift. Um, and, you know, what? just, well, you can do Rift. Oh, can I? You can. I'll let you. Mm. Uh, you know, pop into everything and let everybody know that it's coming up, so. But uh, I definitely have uh, approached each person that has logged into Star Wars this past two weeks to let them know that, uh, uh, that it's coming. Well, I'm I'm hoping for a big turnout. Um, I was surprised at how large the turnout was when we did it in DDO, and my surprise is largely because of how few people are active on the forum, which is where, honestly, I'm the most active. So, um, you know, I wasn't sure where else people were getting their news from. So, But, yeah, well, that one was, we did, I think we did really well, and Star Wars is a much newer game and a much better-looking game, and um, it's a game I think people will be more familiar with, so we should do even better. Yeah. And uh, with the Facebook this time around, and uh, the newsletter goes out to 153 people. And uh, if you haven't signed up, do so. And if you're an officer and your members haven't signed up, have them do that. <laughs> this it, is yes, the best way to keep well, up to date. It's well worth it, too. Great job. Thank you, thank you. All right. Um, I think that's about it for the Unity event. Do you guys have anything else to say? Nope, I'm looking forward. Uh, be sure you download the game early because it is a huge, many gigabyte process. Yes, yes it yeah, is. Yeah, I need to get patched up. Yeah, patches too. Even if you have the game, yeah. we've had substantial updates since the last time some people have been on. Yep, I patched. I patched up today, and I should be all good to go. All right, moving on to realm events. We'll start with Star Wars since we have Tundra here. Your weekly endgame nights are on Tuesdays. Uh, uh, you're very dig- diligent about posting those on the, the forum. Yeah, I like to stay organized. Uh, raid night Tuesday. I, I love having a full group and not having to spend an hour trying to fill a group. So I like I, do- I like that you put what happened um, on your raid progression journal also. Every, every event that goes up on the NOR calendar should have a recap posted on the forum. Yeah, I think it's good to to see because all these events, you know, really merge together. You don't remember if you raided with this person or that person or or how it went. Uh, so it's nice to kind of have a, a a timeline of of how things uh, are progressing. Uh, last night we had a success. We did our first hard mode Cargus Palace, uh, which is a tier two, um, with the goal of of getting past the first two bosses so that we could complete. Uh, a mission where you get these combinations that go towards high-level gear, and we successfully did that with the time to spare. Um, it's only a, about a third of the zone, so next time we go in, we'll, um, you know, be better practiced in better gear and and be able to progress a little further. Next Tuesday is uh, a tier one, so we have some some people that have uh, been gone out of game for a while and uh, a fresh fifty. So that's going to be a great opportunity for them to uh, to raid with us on an easier zone and, and get most of the gear because the rest of us already have it. 
Yeah, I saw that uh, Vashile signed up for that one. Yeah, very excited uh, to have a new tank or additional tank uh, to the raid alliance or to the to the weekly raids. I like Vash. Vash and I have been friends for a long time. He's a great guy. Actually, yeah. I'd like to say, "Hey, Vash." <laughs> yeah, I think we uh, we uh, we grouped back in the EQ two days. It's way back when. Yep, but I met him in Dark Age of Camelot. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, he's really nice. I he like he him played a, a human champion with a giant shillelagh, uh. which, is, which is a hammer. I don't know what a shillelagh is. All right, and then your raid alliance partner, the Corellian League, they raid on Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Yeah, they have uh, three uh, raids. They do uh, a, a tier one, a tier two, and, and I think a tier three. They're uh, a little more uh, advanced uh, than us, uh, but uh, they'll still, you know, check our chat channel to see if anyone's interested in joining, if they have a spot open. Um, so to our raiders, be sure you are uh, in that chat channel if you plan on going and being logged in, and you may even make yourself known so they, they know you're there and uh, thinking about us. And that channel is TCLNOR? That is correct. Okay. Which for me is bugged. Every time I log in, I have to rejoin it. Um, so if you've joined it in the past, double-check and see if you're still in it because – I've put a ticket in, but uh, nothing has happened yet. Well, that's no good. Um, Rift, uh, Tuesday is social-slash-role-playing event night with Royal Blackwatch, our ages-old alliance from World of Warcraft. Um, have you gone to one of those yet, Roxy? No. Every time, um, every Tuesday, just something keep, seems to keep coming up. I have ran into... Uh, members of the Royal Black Watch while I'm out questing or whatever. Um, and those people, they're great. They're so similar to us. Um, so any rifters out there, uh, try to make that event. It's, it's a lot of fun. So I've heard. You don't even have to be a rifter. Just, just log in and join for no reason. Yeah, especially if you like to role play. Um, there's so many games out now, but I don't think... Um, any of them really encourage role playing. Well, I, li- I like to role play, but we don't want to talk about that on the podcast. Uh oh. <laughs> um, uh, guild questing nights are Wednesdays when you guys work on the guild quest. You said you're almost to level twelve. Um, yes. You were yes. just you were just barely into level eleven last time we talked. So you guys seem to be yeah. making good progress. Yes, we are. And um, you know, for those that don't know, we have. Uh, a, a different quest every week, and the whole guild gets to participate in completing that quest. So it's pretty cool. And then, have you guys started doing your missing man dungeons? No, not yet. Um, I know uh, Lass has said we were going to start the first part of January, but he's had some uh, personal issues that have came up and uh, has not been able to spearhead that yet but um well we will get to it probably starting next week we'll start on it um and for those that are wondering about what the missing man dungeon run is uh it's basically a group of three to four in a war and um that will pug the fourth or fifth person for the group and hopefully you know do some recruiting All right, uh, Guild Wars 2, the same lineup as usual. 
Uh, Thursdays are Vista crafting runs. Dungeon runs are Saturdays. WVW nights are Sundays. I just, once again, I logged in to TeamSpeak for a couple minutes on Sunday. Um, I think Roxy yelled at me and made me log in. And you know, there's 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 ten to twelve people in in Guild Wars two on their their World versus World night. So, uh, oh yeah, that continues to be a very popular popular event. Um, it's the only one of the three. Oh, no, I've participated in a couple of Vista nights, but it's the only one of the three I've really participated in, and it is very fun. Uh, that's the the part of that game that I like is the world versus world. Yeah, and and the world that, that you go into is so huge. I've only did it a couple of times, and I tell you what, if you like PvP, you will like it. Yeah. If you like dying repeatedly, this is your thing. <laughs> Yes, but it's the, you know, the one in ten where you live that's so exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my big hope is that the new 1.7 patch at Star Wars is going to be a, a, a open world PvP um, oh, wow. similar to that. So we'll see. Yeah, that's something that Star Wars doesn't have basically at all right now, is it? Is uh, open world PvP? Yeah, there were, you know, when launch, uh, Elum and Tatooine, a section of Tatooine, were open world PvP. Uh, they kept the Tatooine one, but they got rid of the Elum one. So this is its big return. Um, so hopefully they've worked out whatever bugs they had in the past. Um, I wasn't too level uh, 50 the last time it was live. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. And then obviously our last event for this week is the, the glue on the 18th to the 20th. Um, if you don't show up, I'm kicking you out of the guild. I, I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of power, but I'm exercising it now here on the podcast. If you don't show up, you're out. That's it. It's free to play. Yeah, it's free to play. It runs. It runs well. It's a it's a fun game. You can be a Jedi. For crying out loud, you can be a Jedi for no cost. Come on. You could be a Jedi wearing trooper gear if you really wanted to. Oh. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm gonna be well protected. I'm almost certain that I would I would not be surprised if there was a piece of strength endurance trooper gear on my Jedi. But what, what level is your Jedi? My guardian is thirty or thirty one, and my consular is twenty something. Wow, good for you. Not really. I mean, my, my Guardian's been 30 or 31 since early in December when I last really got to play. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying the story more. The, the Consular story I still think is sort of boring, but the Guardian, um, sent, uh, the Guardian Sentinel story is, is, you know, you're basically a puffed up superhero. Well, that describes you. Fixing the Republic's stupid mistakes. There you go. That's Salolin. Yeah. <laughs> right. As always, you can add the NOR calendar to your phone by subscribing to the Google Calendar. Uh, instructions are on the forum thanks to Tundra. Um, and I reformatted it this week, so it looks just a little bit prettier. Did Did Roxy yeah. mail you her phone to get the calendar on there? I have not yet received it. I don't know if it got lost in the what? Christmas mail. I put it in the mail. That's too bad. Um, we do have some squirings and promotions. It's been a month. I was hoping we'd have more than three, but I only saw three on the forum. Um, they're all from DDO. Uh, we have a new recruit, uh, Bill Vases. He is a friend of Moomba. Um, well, I have, a, I have a question. Can I continue first? Uh, no. Okay, then. It's about Bill, Bill Basses. What about him? 
Well, I was just wondering if he was a fisherman or something. Bill Basses. I don't know. Okay, you may continue. I don't know what his name means. Uh, Moomba was promoted tonight. Yay! I like Moomba. Moomba, um, in many of the times I've logged into DDO and played with Lakasha, Moomba's been there with us, and uh, while he doesn't talk, he is quite helpful. Yes, he is. Um, and uh, Bodhi has been promoted tonight, Honor. I've only gotten the pleasure of grouping with Bodhi once, but um, once again, a very, very nice person. Apparently, he's from Brazil, I believe. Uh, so, you know, not your standard North American geek like the rest of us. Just a South American geek. Yes. Oh, uh, you beat me to the punchline. <laughs> Sorry about that. Still an American. All well, right. congratulations, guys. Congratulations, yes. A couple new knights. Yeah. Knights are always good. Knights are the ones that do the real work. Um, yes. Knights and barons are the hardest working people in the guild. Champions. Uh, no. Champions. Champion. When you get to be a champion, it's like a badge of honor that you've done all kinds of work, and now you don't have to anymore until we decide to make you a baron. It's It's sort of like a rest stop. A rest stop. You know, Does it have clean bathrooms? Yes. You do all that. It's, it's a nice Wisconsin rest stop with clean bathrooms. Um, you do all that, Wisconsin. you do all that work as a knight. You know, then you just as a reprieve, we'll make you a champion. You know, you get a couple months off, then we'll make you a baron and make you do all that work again. Uh, after that, you get to be a count who everybody thinks does a lot of work, but really doesn't. And then after that, you get to be a duke who gets to take credit for everybody else's work. It's true. It's oh. awesome. Yes. <laughs> And then well, you once, got it all pegged, don't you? And then once, once you fail at that, you get to be a marquee like I am. And or high council member. You, you ought to fail really hard to get that one, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 the epic fail up to the high council. Yes, yes. I have a big F on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> it's right next to the A you got after the Alabama one again. Oh, my God. Alabama, roll tide. All right, that's all I've got for tonight. Do you guys have any final thoughts? Just see you this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to that. All right, everybody give me a Hail Nor. Hail Nor. Hail Nor. Hail Nor.